an ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Hey, y'all, I'm Bevan. And I'm Brittany. Welcome to Be My Neighbor. Our neighborly duties are to provide real-life solutions and practices that elevate and inspire, but also remind us to not take it all too seriously. We're real-life neighbors that quickly learn that you simply cannot do it on your own, living in a competitive and fast-paced environment like New York City. Each week, we invite you into the apartment along with our metaphorical and literal neighbors to share advice on how we get through this thing called life. We don't just share the sugar. We serve up the real tea. From navigating relationships to building a career, we want you to recognize and embrace the best version of you. We want you to know that you're crazy is okay. And that you're definitely not alone. Our door is always open. And we want you to know, we've We've got got your back. back. You guys, we are so excited and relieved as we finally got our shit together and officially hired a producer. My best friend Christine Simons and her friend Jamie Greenberg have an amazing podcast called The Makedown, and they were raving about this producer, Mark Ronick. Teeny is a master in all of her crafts, so I knew, and Brittany knew, that we both needed to meet him. When we met Mark, we instantly clicked, and here we are today. Mark, thank you so much for being here. I am very proud to be here. Thank you for having me. Mark, finally, we know who's that fourth little slide in all the Zoom (laughs) Zoom recordings. Everyone's like, who's Mark Chronic? Who's that guy? Well, we hope this introduction allows you to start chiming in now. You have a podcast of your own. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I do. You know, it's funny. It's been on a bit of a hiatus because I've been a busy guy lately. You would think during quarantine, it would be much easier to do a podcast. But I've been so busy helping everybody else's podcast like yours that I just haven't had a lot of time to do it. It is called The Mark and Lowell Show. Lowell happens to be the brother of Jamie Greenberg, who you just mentioned. That's right. That's how it all came together. That's how it all ties together. We all went to camp together. Actually, my wife also went to camp with us. So I've got this thing about camp that you guys will soon learn. It seems that all of my friends right now are still all from camp. Yeah. Wow. Where'd you go to camp? I went to a small camp in Maryland, where I'm from, called Ramblewood. And it's about 20, 30 minutes outside of Baltimore. Camp people are a real thing. Oh, yeah. Like a real thing. Like people that go on and continue to work at the camp and like stay affiliated with it. I know another couple, they met at camp, got married, and they both work at the camp during the summertime still. Oh, that's so great. I wish I could. Our camp is no longer a summer camp. Now they just rent it out to nudist camps and other uh, interesting groups like that. Yes. I've always wanted to go to a nudist camp and I, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I literally, it's been, it's on my bucket list, like to really try it out. It's really literally my worst go. nightmare. <laughs> worst nightmare. Yeah. I mean, most of us dream about that, but it's usually not voluntary when we uh, find ourselves <laughs> naked in our dreams. But yeah, I, that's, it would be interesting. That's for sure. I'm into it. I think I would definitely be down to just check it out for like two days. Why not? You know, give it a go. Something. No, but I went to camp as well. I did not go to a nudist camp when I was 10 through 14, Thank 15. God. And I was really, really into it. And I, some of my close girlfriends and they've gone on, one is a 
crazy stylist for the Kardashians, Erica Jane, all these people. She does an amazing, amazing job. So it's it's so interesting to follow the careers of your camp friends and where they are now. And you can be connected with them through all the social stuff, you know? And what's funny is that my wife actually... This is my second... Both of our second marriages... So we reunited a little over 10 years, actually 11 years ago at a reunion at our camp. But we were both married and her husband also went to our camp, (laughs) Uh, her ex-husband. And he was there too. So, you know, this was just a platonic thing when we reunited. But fast forward a few years later, she had already separated. I had recently separated. We had kept in touch, but we just kind of decided, well, let's see what happens. So we you know, went out and spent a lot of time talking and went out and uh, yeah, the rest is history. There's something uh-huh. about those formative years, right? Like those early years that you guys probably have similar values, similar ways of thinking, and that travels through adulthood. It's ingrained yeah. in you at that age. And so as you get older, it makes sense to me that you would reconnect with someone. Yeah. And it makes me feel a little bit... Uh, it kind of reminds me sometimes of who I was back then. And oh. I, I, I like that person. So <laughs> it's just now he's a little more mature. And I say that a little more mature. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it, it's awesome. It's really cool to uh, still be connected to so many people from my past from so many years ago. That's awesome. I went to student council camp. <laughs> Yours sounds way better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was the person that made everyone... We were really into truth or dare. I and knew I made it. Everyone. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, everybody needs to go naked around the tennis court and like run around. And then you have to jump in the lake. And all of the counselors were like, I mean, what, what's going on? Like, what are all these girls doing down here? But the head of the camp knew who was behind that little skin. Mm. It was a pretty, it was a pretty good prank. I don't know. And then making it over to the boys side of the camp, but that, that, you know, enough of that. I digress. Was, <laughs> well, we know Mark, that some of the biggest things we've learned since launching be my neighbor and juggling our two main careers has been time management, leaving our perfectionist tendencies at the door and allowing the experts like you to step in. So we also just wanted to let all of our neighbors know how you got into this business. And I know with the podcast we mentioned before, but just some of your background so you can let everybody know. Yeah. So I've been podcasting for almost 15 years now. I started in sports doing fantasy football because it was just a hobby of mine that I loved, still love to this day. So I used to do a podcast with people giving advice on fantasy football, you know, picks of the week and all that kind of stuff. But even before that, I've just always been a fan of talk radio. And it just kind of bled into podcasting once I kind of learned about what that was. And back then, not a lot of people were doing it yet. And I even got involved shortly after the fantasy football run. I got involved with my old talk radio heroes that had recently gone from radio to podcasting. And I was an intern with my friend Lowell, who we are podcast. We were both interns for them one summer of college and kind of lost touch. But when I heard that they were starting a podcast and I had a little bit of experience, I said, Hey, I got nothing going on right now. You want to see what we can do? And I ended up running the business and assistant producing for several years until I decided to go out and do it more on my own. And that's you know the Mark and Lowell show. And we created a podcast network of a lot of independent podcasts to try to kind of create that power in numbers. We've still actually got that going on. But recently, I started this producing and consulting company, which I call Ironic Media. So uh, good. 
Thank you. Everyone <laughs> loves that name. It's so funny. It's really good. Yeah. So I started that. And what's funny is I, you know, I, of course, first reached out to some people that I knew to try to get some clients under my belt. And that was Jamie, who you mentioned from the Makedown. And then things just started kind of falling into place. I reached out to another friend. Her name is Amy Stark. She has a podcast called Ophelia. She is an energy healer. So yeah. And what's happened is, you know, so she can actually, I'll I'll be brief, but she can actually sit with you and she can kind of read your energy. She can tell what's going on with you. She can look into your past and kind of help you figure out your issues right now. Give me her Uh, number. She's going crazy right now. I'm losing She needs to come on. Like why? Sure she would. Yes, that would be amazing to have her. Yeah, she's pretty fascinating. And what's happened is, is that I've met more people like her in her circles and around her circles. And there's another podcast called The Magic Carpet Cast. Same idea. This person is a psychic medium kind of thing. And she's pretty fascinating too. The things she sees and reads is pretty unbelievable. And what's ended up happening now is I've just started building this business of people who are trying to help people. I didn't know much about your podcast at first when we first started talking. And all of a sudden, a little while in, I'm just like, wow, this is just yet another podcast of you know people that are just out there trying to make a difference, trying to make this world a better place. Uh, like attracts have, like. Yeah, it really does. And I'm a I'm big fan of law of attraction. I think we'll get into that a little bit too. But yeah, it, it's really true. Like does attract like. I'm even working with a psychiatrist and she is one of the very few holistic psychiatrists. So her mission is actually not to get you on drugs. It's actually to help you get off your drugs and live a very healthy life instead of having to depend on drugs your entire adult or even child life. Can I also get her number? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not on drugs. I'm not on drugs. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to call me afterwards and be like, we're cutting that part out. Right. Just letting you know, it's about 4.15 p.m. um, Eastern Standard Time. We are cutting that out. Yes. So that's so cool. And I mean, it really is. That's our goal to help others and take on neighborly pieces of advice from other people so that we can learn and others can learn as well. And I know you had been talking about a method or something that you had recently jumped onto that has since changed your life. And we didn't want to get too into it. I started to do our homework and we always love to prep for these things, but you were like, just, just let's let the magic happen. Yeah. Like let's talk about it. We'll let you tell us about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So this actually, I guess it was toward, it was probably in the fall of last year. You know, like I said, I'm very into the law of attraction. I've been studying a lot on law of attraction and mindset and that sort of thing. Really trying to make a difference for myself because like many of us, as we get older, I think a lot of us sit and all of a sudden wonder, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Is Am I living my life with a purpose and am I enjoying what I'm doing? And the answer was no, I wasn't. So I went on this journey and I was actually listening. You guys familiar with Jay Shetty? Yeah. I was listening to his podcast and he had a guest on an author, Robin Sharma, who's better known probably for a book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And he wrote this new book called The 5am Club. I have heard this idea, this concept before 
I know that uh, Hal Elrod has the Morning Miracle book, which also talks about starting your day early. But for whatever reason, after listening to this interview, I wanted to at least give the book a try. But this was kind of a skeptical try because I've always been known to be a night owl. Like Brittany. <laughs> right. Big time. And I mean, literally my wife would be often at night be like, come on, let's go upstairs. It's time for bed. And I'm just not wanting to go because it's like giving in. It's ending my day. Yeah. I just don't want to. I just want to. I, there's more to do. <laughs> Always. <laughs> right. So I decided to give it a try. And the one thing I personally liked about the book, and, and it has been criticized for this, but it is actually written in a way that I personally, that I can digest. It's definitely teaching you something. It's teaching you a certain method, but he's telling it as a story. You know, there are two characters that are actually kind of going through this process, learning from a guru kind of thing. And that's interesting. Yeah. And so it just spoke to me better that way, as opposed to reading almost like a textbook. You know, you're reading like a, you're reading a story that's giving you tons of good information. So tell me about the method. What is the method? You wake up at 5 a.m. Is that it? Actually, you wake up at 445. Oh. Yeah. Because your, your day, your... I just took you, a nap mentally. Read that <laughs> <right>. quick. <laughs> he says... Your victory hour, that's what he calls it, from 5 to 6 a.m. It's got to start at 5 a.m. So you got to get up and kind of wake up and get yourself going for the, you know, that first 15 minutes that you get out of bed. Which, by the way, is not easy. When that alarm goes off at 4.45 in the morning, it's still, because I'm still doing it to this day, it's never fun. Yeah. Yeah. But 4.45 a.m., you said 15 minutes. Is this just meant for guys? Because if a girl is getting ready, okay, I'm saying just getting ready, starting your day. I am pretty quick. Like I can do the hair, everything in about 45 minutes. Right. But what, like, you know. Well, all right. So think of this, think of the, the victory hour as almost like a workout routine. Okay? okay. This is an hour that's dedicated to you. The reason why it's so early, there's many reasons, but one reason is, is that there are little to no distractions mm. to start, right? Because what do we all do usually when we wake up in the morning if we haven't gotten out of bed yet, we're probably grabbing our phone and instantly checking text, emails, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. All of them. All so of them. bad. It's so bad. Right. So I had already kind of dabbled with changing up things. I was not getting up early. But one of the first things I was doing prior to 5am club was when I wake up before I grab my phone is sit and ponder all the things that I'm grateful for. That's Start what I your- do. Yeah. Start your day feeling grateful. And I'm telling you now, if you don't do it, it will definitely, at the very least, start your day off right. So I was already doing that kind of thing and dabbling with meditating. Also a person that never meditated before I did any of this. So this is how it works. Your hour is a minimum of three pockets of 20 minutes. Your first pocket is all about moving. It's the move pocket. And I'll get into these. But the second pocket is reflect. The last pocket is growth. The move pocket is all about exercising to the point of sweating. So why do you do that? Well, A, obviously, it wakes up the brain and it wakes up your body. Yeah. And when you start to sweat during exercise, it's also doing some crazy things to your brain. You start to release dopamine. Yeah. 
which induces positivity and inspiration. It increases your serotonin, which is the pleasure neurochemical, which helps you feel happier throughout the day. And it reduces cortisol, which is that fear hormone. So it's really trying to set the tone right. And obviously, when you're waking up pretty early, you need everything you can get out of it. Is that your full workout for the day, that 20 minutes? That is mine. Robin Sharma suggests trying to get in a second workout in the afternoon. Yeah. So I try to when I can, or at least get in like a good power walk or something in the afternoon. And it does help. And I should say, by the way, uh, the former night owl now goes to bed by like 10 p.m. I don't wake up at 5 and I go to bed at 10 (laughs) p.m. Really? Oh, wow. My family has had a field day with this. My kids come 9 o'clock. Everybody sees that I'm starting to wind down and they're like, oh, okay, it's time to put Mark to bed. Let's go. You know, (laughs) let's read him a bedtime story and uh, go to sleep. Yeah. So it's tough to go to bed, especially, you know, when the rest of your family is all enjoying each other's company during being quarantined and everything, you know, and and I'm, I'm heading off to bed. So yeah, so I get up at 4.45. The first thing I do, by the way, I get up, I head into the bathroom so I don't wake up my wife and I immediately drop and just do 20 push-ups just to get myself going. It helps so much. It's such a game changer. Exercise is the only thing that wakes me up mentally. It is a game changer because it, you know, what I have to do is even before that, when that alarm goes off, the thing that the author really encourages is you have to get right out of bed. You cannot sit there and have that debate Mm -hmm. with yourself about why it's a good idea to stay in bed. You will lose every time if you take that, if you have the moment of hesitation. Yeah. Although if you're anything like me, I'm a bit, it depends on what I'm doing, but I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And when I'm following methods like this, if I don't do it, I feel guilty for the entire day. Got it. And I can't live with myself. So it makes it a little easier, but... Yeah, you just have to avoid that conversation you have with yourself and get out of bed. And like I said, I do the push-ups to really kind of get my blood flowing. I have like two big glasses of water and then I do my workout and I do that for 20 minutes. No coffee? Uh, No, I wait for coffee. I wait for coffee. Now, one of the things he tells you or encourages you to do is do this method, this 5 to 6 a.m. for 66 days straight. Because apparently there are studies out there that say that's when you'll install a habit. Mm. Doing something consistently the same for 66 days straight. What day are you on? Oh, now I'm like probably around 150 or something. 150? Yes. I was going to say, Mark, have you ever like slipped up? Have you ever like hit that alarm clock one more time? You know, I so I did. I will say I did the 66 days straight. I did not miss a day. I got up every time. But what I decided was after I hit the 66 days, it was actually, I think, 70. I decided that that was the, my weekend, that the 70th day. And I decided my weekends, I'm going to take off. That, yeah, That's I was going to ask yeah. about the weekends. I was like, is this just business days only? I, I look so forward to the weekends. I can't even tell you. Yeah. You know, I could probably get away with doing it. I think I could probably manage. But again, I got to have some kind of social life and nobody else is on my schedule. So it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, take the weekend. And I'll, but I'll tell you, by the end of the weekend, I'm kind of itching for my Monday, which I never did before because I want to kind of get back into my routine again. Wow. And I don't know if that's because we've been in quarantine and, you know, it's like gives me something to do. But I just think really more it's about what it's been doing to me mentally and physically that I look forward to 
getting my week started again. I want to get to that in a second, but I want to know after you do your 20 minute workout, what is it's reflect you said? Yes, that is for me. And he encourages this for everybody. It's mostly meditation first. So after my workout, I get back. And then it's funny because it's a little tricky to like jump from exercising then to going into this meditative state. It makes sense to me. It works. It works. So what I'll do is I'll meditate. And again, I didn't meditate at all prior, you know, for maybe six months prior to doing this, but little bits at a time. So now I'll meditate for 10, 15 minutes because then I want to move on to journaling. Again, something I never did before. I mean, I never journaled before until I started this. And it's been great. I've actually really liked it. And it's just a time to really sit and not just reflect on your past days, weeks, months, but it's also setting your intentions for the day as well or setting your intentions for the week or month or what have you. It's a really good time to kind of just take a breath and think about what you want and how you can do better. Do they have a format for the journal itself, like something that you should be doing? Like, should you be reflecting and then setting goals? Are you stating your goals as they've already happened? You know, like, I'm so grateful for... He doesn't tell you specifically what to do, which when I was getting into this, I really wanted some more direction. I mean, he certainly gives you ideas. And yes, sometimes I'll write, especially if I'm having a hard time coming up with something to write about, it will be about either my goals or what I'm grateful for, those kinds of things, just to get me going and writing in something in my journal. But I'll tell you guys, and this is real deep and we'll have to go into this some other time, but I actually now when I'm journaling sometimes... You guys are going to make fun of me. No, say it. <laughs> Never. I'm not going to make fun of you. Well, maybe a little bit, but no, just kidding. Uh, according to some of these podcasts that I work with, like I told you, Amy Stark and uh, Gemma from the Magic Carpet cast, apparently sometimes I am channeling when I write. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to make fun of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. not a bit. I am literally, I've gotten to a point now where I can ask a question. I'll just write down something on my mind. Then I will just let it go and just start writing whatever is coming to mind. And I am getting freaking answers. And it's not in my voice. That's the thing that uh, why I kind of believe it is because I've shared it with my wife. She's like, that is not you. You did not write that. You know, it's in my handwriting, but yeah. it doesn't sound like me. That's so it's, awesome. It's weird shit. I got it. I know. But see, it makes sense to me if you think about this idea of like, the exercise, creating a depth of breath to begin with and stimulation and releasing all the stuff that you were talking about releasing. Then you go into a state of meditation and then you step back and you're probably a little high at this point in some way Mm -hmm. on a different plane. And then you put pen to paper. I can definitely see how you could be really open to channel and receive from other planes at that point. And that's the key is you just got to kind of go with it. That was one of the key things I learned as I started doing this is that you just got to stop having an argument with yourself and convincing yourself that they're not right and see what happens, you know? And then the last pocket is about growth. That's where you spend time learning. It could be reading an autobiography about your hero it could be taking an online course or a video course. It could be listening to a podcast, studying your industry, your competition, studying your actual business, looking at your goals and maybe resetting them or changing them up or just checking in and seeing how where you're at, you know. But it's all about learning. And I can't tell you guys 
how powerful it is, as hard as it is to get up at five in the morning, how powerful it is to have that hour. It really feels like you're by yourself. Nobody else is around. You know, like when I do my exercise in the morning, if it's a run or if it's a power walk or whatever it is, if I'm outside, it feels like nobody's there. I will walk in the middle of the streets of my neighborhood because nobody else is around yeah. yet. There's something tranquil about it. There's something magical about it. And to see that sun starting to rise when you're out there exercising, it's inspirational. I mean, there's nothing like it. How about um, like and, six? Well, you know, and that's, I was that's just what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know, is it possible to have the six to seven hour? Because I feel like that's just much more tangible. Yeah. And a lot of people in our industries are still quiet at that point. Mm -hmm. That's true. And what he will say is you do what's best for you. Okay. He believes that 5 a.m. hour is the most tranquil. And a lot of people will tell you that who have studied this method. And, you know, and he's been teaching it to, I mean, all these big business titans, big athletes, you name it. Yeah. He, he's worked with a lot of big names. The big thing that he's teaching here, the whole concept of the 5 a.m. club is to master what he calls your four interior empires. Mm -hmm. We hear everybody, especially nowadays with the coronavirus and all these big events happening in the world, everybody's talking about mindset. And that is one of the interior empires. But he says that's only 25% of really kind of mastering life. He says there's also heart set, there is health set, and there's soul set. So mindset, you know, is like the psychology. Heart set is emotionality. Your soul sets your spirituality and your health set is obviously your physicality. People, heart set and soul set, you might kind of get them confused, but I like breaking it down. Like heart set is your emotionality and soul set spirituality. And I think you kind of get a better idea of what that is. So what has this done for you overall? After all these days consistently doing this, what has changed? What has shifted for you? Well, on the lighter side, I mean, I think I've got more confidence now. I believe when I say I'm going to do something, mm -hmm. that I can do it. I don't have as many arguments with myself about why I can't do something. And when I do, it makes me stop and question myself. You know, I can recognize when I'm doing it and then wonder, okay, let's figure out, let's get to the bottom of why. Mm. And on a bigger level, well, hell, I've started a business. And not only have I started a business, but I've started a business in a time where our economy is in the shitter. And people are still wanting to work with me and willing to pay me for my services. I've got like a dozen clients now. I've been in, officially in business for only, what, three, four months. It's amazing. And I still have people coming in. And that's where we get into Law of Attraction too, because I haven't done a whole heck of a lot of advertising. It's all coming in word of mouth. And it's all been... I think maybe there's been one customer that it didn't work out with. The rest of them, every time, like you guys, it's like, it just clicks. It's just been clicking. Yeah. It's like you're, you're totally in flow. With yes. The, what we always talk about being in flow with 
who you are, what you're creating. And so it, you're literally floating down the stream and the things that you need are just coming to you. Exactly right. It's amazing. I mean, I definitely can see the confidence part too, like sticking to some sort of routine, obviously being in check with your emotions and your health and your heart, all the stuff. Like I can see how that makes you feel really secure in who you are and the decisions you're making. And it also provides you with time to reflect and to choose separately. You're not just kind of in a different way floating in the not good way floating. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not flowing, floating. Different. Yes. Yes. And, you know, by the way, the other thing about getting up that early, you know, like I said, little to no distractions. But the other thing is, is that I'm much more productive now. Not that I wasn't before, but think about it. So my once I finish my victory hour, which, by the way, it's not anymore an hour. It's more like an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes because I really spend a lot of time on this now. But regardless, still, if my day's starting at seven o'clock, I'm getting a lot more done than most people are. And you've already cleared the distractions, right? I cleared the distractions. That alone is great. And then it's providing me a routine. Like everybody, and I don't mean to disrespect the struggle of the coronavirus and of this pandemic, but I talk and see a lot of people complaining or frustrated or sad or upset or depressed. This has given me a routine to where I don't feel like anything's different. You know, other than that, I can't actually sit down with you guys physically in a room together. Nothing else is different to me. My my days, Monday through Friday, I've got my routine down and I know what I'm doing. And it really helps a lot get through what I think I w- would have really brought me down after a while. Right. I completely get that. And when I transitioned from being a part of a huge PR agency and having those set hours and knowing I was getting my paycheck when I was all on my own... I had to also really stick to a routine and stick to those hours that I knew everyone else around me was working. It wasn't until I think I became more comfortable with knowing, and also when you own your own business, you never stop working. Exactly. I I do my ultimate best to really try and prioritize fitness for myself and try to... I would used to go to Shape House and that was my like release and yoga and that was my release. But you know, at least having those little breaks throughout the day because you can maybe take on an appointment that you wouldn't normally be able to take if you were looking at a boss all day, you know, who was watching every move, you know? So, but I get that it's really, it's sticking to a routine is really important. Bevan always make fun of me, but just, I would always be going down, I'd be getting my Starbucks, you know, and then I'd be gathering my stuff and I'd be going down to our community room in our apartment. Because for me, when I didn't have that office anymore and I transitioned from another office, it was like, at least I have that space to get there right. and start my day. And in you know PR and media, it's more like 9.30. Yeah. But that's not true at all because I'm up at 5 or 4.30 a lot of times for a lot of these earlier call times. And I would get off my ass and go to Bevan's class at 7 a.m. because I knew she was getting up. So she also held me accountable to that. Yeah. So I yeah. see like the routines and then being held accountable to something really standing out too for you because it is like when you know you're doing it and you don't want to disappoint yourself because you are a perfectionist but I'm glad you gave yourself the weekends a little bit just yeah you yeah. gotta you gotta have a social life and, and a little snuggle time with your significant yeah. other yeah, like you need, that. You need yeah. that for yeah. sure but we always I mean just being neighbors the first time we ever met it was a Sunday Ryan and I were both working <laughs> together And we talked to Bevan and Will and they suggested going out for dinner 
came back with, you know, I think it was five thirty, six o'clock. And we were like, what? Sunday dinner. You got to get to bed early. Start the week off right. But we were like, this is, this is dinner. Like in our minds, we're like seven, seven thirty, eight, eight thirty. We just, <laughs> no. you know, that was not even, and they're like, no, no early. And so we were just like, what? This is crazy. Who are these freaks? We ended up staying probably way until that time and then coming back for more drinks and everything else. So we were definitely in bed very late anyways. Yeah. Cause we didn't know we were going to like each other. We were like, right. whatever, we're going to part ways. But yeah, I mean, it just was always incredible to us seeing them be able to really shut the lights off. Mm-hmm. And we see it because in our apartment, when we are together, the lights just boom, go off. And then the curtains come down and it's like, it's a shadow in our apartment. <laughs> so yeah. we can see yeah. it. Uh-huh. And I'm always like, wow, this is just unbelievable that she granted when you have to get up so early to teach a room of 60 people, yeah. you have to be really on. So I, and then she was prepping before the classes. So I, I totally understood that, but it's just amazing to us. It's just, yeah. but, well, it's amazing to me all- that your brain still functions at midnight. Like you can still be working. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> yes. done. I'm checked out. But the reason this is very enticing to me is I think just in the spirit of the whole COVID pandemic is like, I think about how my schedule has been completely ripped for me. And I do think it definitely causes a sense of depression Mm -hmm. and also disorganization. So I'll make a list, you know, the night before of all the things I have to do. But because there's really no order to it, I could be doing one thing, but I'm still thinking about maybe the fact that I haven't journaled yet, or I'm still thinking that maybe I should work out. But if I don't work out now, then that's going to mess up dinner. And these sort of thoughts that are just consuming your productivity. Yeah, for sure. And you know, what's also great about this, one of the things he encourages you to do is after that hour, he suggests that your next hour and a half is probably going to be your most creative hour. And he encourages you to do creative work. So what he discourages you to do is once you finish complete your victory hour, don't go and start checking in on email and don't go start answering texts and don't try to do this the busy work. Instead, do something creative because later in the day, kind of like what you were saying, it's like, well, when am I going to fit this in now? I'll forget it. I'll do it tomorrow. Because you've had a million distractions now. You've got this person you got to deal with and this project to finish up and then it's gone. So why not while you are fresh, you've just fed your mindset, your health set, your heart set, your soul set. So why not start doing something creative for the next hour or so? And it really does make a huge huge difference, especially when I'm doing things for my clients. Like we were working on your intro and things like that. Those are fun things that I can do when I just first start my day. And then I'm feeling even more excited about the rest of my day once I've finished. It also makes sense now why we get emails from you at like seven. Yeah. 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 Now it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're up too. We're sending them right back, but I'd be really interested. I mean, five might not be doable for me in all reality, but you know, maybe I'm just underestimating myself, but I'd be really interested to see what would happen, especially now. I think for a lot of us, we're kind of reevaluating what's next. And there really is a need for creative outside of the box thinking. A lot of people have lost jobs, you know, like there is a real need for us to think bigger. And so I'm going to give a version of this a go. Well, what I say you should do and what I would encourage the listeners to do if they're excited about it is first get the book. And I'm not a big reader. I didn't actually sit and read it. I did an audio book. So if you don't like to read, do it as an audio book. But I encourage you to do that first because I was... Look, I'm no, uh, I'm no guru, right? It's just that 
I read it. I got motivated. I did not think I was going to do 5 a.m., you know, much like you, because I was already kind of waking up around 6. I'm like, oh, I'll, that'll be fine. But by the end, it's like, all right, you know what? I want to give this a try. Let me see if I can do it. And let me see if what he's talking about is true. Why is this 5 a.m. hour so magical? And I actually sometimes, like on the weekends, I just don't do it because at seven o'clock and like I get up maybe seven, eight o'clock, I don't feel like it's the same mm. to me. So I, I, I would encourage you to first give it a read and okay. then see if you could maybe try it at 5 a.m. And then if it's really not working for you, then adjust. Yeah. And what time do you get up normally, Beth? Here's the thing. <laughs> Before COVID, I was up every single day by 6, 6.30 at the okay. latest. Okay. And then now I can push it. I mean, I wake up every day between the hours of six and seven, but I can force myself to go back to sleep for an hour or two. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I, I definitely don't think, I mean, six is very doable for me. Yeah. But so like we hear this all the time, right? It's like forcing yourself into a big change usually results in a big results, big right? Yeah. You get big growth out of it. And so you got to sometimes push yourself into something really hard. You know, Robin Sharma, his quote around this whole thing, he says, all change is hard at first, messy in the middle and beautiful at the end. Oh. And I absolutely believe that, especially about this 5 a.m. club, because yeah, it was hard in class at first. tomorrow. What's that? <laughs> I said I'm going to use that in class tomorrow. Hold on. You should. <laughs> you should. Uh, but it's, it's true because when I did this, it was so hard at first. But then when you get into that kind of that last trimester of, of this 66 days, something changes, something shifts, and you start getting really excited and motivated. And it's true. By the end, it is beautiful. And, and it continues to be. So, Are you sure it's not because you're almost done? <laughs> Well, he's, way, he's been on way done he's been no not for- you've been going forever but i'm saying i feel like i would get excited towards the end of that like oh. trimester being like i almost did it we are almost here oh, yeah. yes, yes oh yeah for yeah sure. I mean, I mean, and of course was- you probably still keep going because it's yeah i mean and i felt really guilty too when i finally decided to take my weekends off i felt like uh, i was going to screw up everything but you don't you know it becomes such a habit that now i was afraid of this it's that now come like five o'clock i wake up I mean, on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm able to go back to sleep most of the time, but. Do you take a nap around 4 p.m., 4.30? I don't because I have too much work to do. Got it. Uh, So you don't feel like you're going to fall asleep. You don't. Don't. You have energy. Yeah. I have a lot of energy. And he he says, you know, that's the encouragement for a second workout because I know a lot of people will get tired at, at that point. I don't know why I don't, but it's a great time to revitalize yourself and and get a little more of the juices flowing. The more you know. Yeah, seriously. This is, we we didn't know exactly what we were going to be talking about today, but I am so happy we did. And I've been writing down all of these notes. I know B has probably filled her whole notebook too. (laughs) This is really, really interesting. It kind of reminds me of when you're on a plane and it's just complete silence and no one can bother you like an international flight or something like that. The best. It's the best. And you get, I, I always get the best work done on planes for some reason. Like when all that, you know, it's the silence of things being shut out. Mm-hmm. But I also up at the wee hours of the evening sometimes also get some really good work done too. 
but well, I, I don't know. I think I, I know you said you've got, the, you ordered the book, right? Yeah. 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 So, I did just, I really want to check it out. I, we're going to Charleston soon and I have Glenn Doyle to finally tackle. So untamed. It's nothing to tackle. It just seeps into no, your no. body and gives in you a big hug. Way. Yeah. The, yeah. That's been on my, it's since Bevan got it for me for my birthday, I have yet to read it. So I have that. And then I was just like, you know what, why not? Let's look into this. And my husband's like, he pops right up. It's crazy. I, but he, he gets no sleep either. So it's very interesting. Like we really, we do not require a lot of sleep, but we do love to sleep. Me probably more. So I could see maybe the six to seven and do believe in having that time for myself. Mm -hmm. If you actually do it, and if you were to actually try to do it for the 5 a.m. hour, you'll start to realize that your nights all of a sudden become yours. You don't have to work as much into the night anymore because you've got extra hours during your day now. I see that. But last night till like 10, 11 o'clock at night, I was being harassed by like Purdue. And if I wasn't up at that time, I w they would have been like, where is she? Where is she? Yeah. And then what? And then and would, would all hell have broken loose the next day in the morning when you... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's very scary. I right. swear. I, I'm only joking because I was the same exact way. I'm well, telling you. Yeah. But I'm telling you, these producers, the publicists, they find you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we don't so, have any soul cycle emergencies <laughs> in the evening. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is like people being like, oh my God, my life will be over. If my product is not listed correctly. And right. it's not. So it's just, it's a whole, it's nonstop. And I think in my, like this industry too, it's massive amounts of emails, massive amounts of pushing back and forth. So I have to, I'm trying to trim that too and tackle. People want to talk. And I think right now also people want to talk wow more than ever. So... <laughs> Mm -hmm. tightening that. But yeah, I was a little skeptical, I think, just hearing the title of the book. But I yeah, think it brought me around of realizing the importance for sure. Do you know and why I, I was skeptical? Is because there's always those people that are so proud that they get up before everybody else. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't get a gold fucking medal because no, you, you got up earlier. Like, no. That's what it is. Like, you don't need to post yes. about it on social media. Congratulations. You went for a run. Nobody cares. Right. Totally with you on that. And, that, and I actually was very conscious of that too because I tried very hard not not to be posting about it because that would annoy the hell out of me. The way you speak about it is very informative and it's about your own personal growth. It's a completely different situation than those people that have their own set. Yeah, it serves gonna, a purpose. I'm going to throw one book out at you, one more book, and we don't have to sit and talk about it now. I don't know if you guys have read it or not, but The Four Agreements. It is amazing. It's one of my favorite books of all times. Good. If you haven't read it, go get it especially in the times that we're in right now, I think if everybody could read this book, I think we would be much better off. And I will just tell you guys, because they go into great detail, but the four agreements are don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions. Be impeccable with your word. It's my favorite. Yeah, that's a really good one. You know, it's like speak your truth. That's what it's all about. And that's, and that's been really a big one for me. It it's took hard. a long time to get there. And then, of course, now I forgot what I just listed. So now I don't remember the fourth one. Oh, wait. Uh, You've been yeah. up for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been awake for 12 hours. I taught one class. Here we go. Always do your best. Always do your best. And your best today may not be the same as your best tomorrow. But as long as you're doing your best that day, you're as good as you can be. You, you just got to put it out there and give everything your all at whatever level that may be at that time. I talk about that so much in class. 
Yeah. Feels different every damn day. Right. But we're here and we're going to take this personal, this moment and just elevate this moment the most we can. Yeah. Then we leave it. Right. Leave it. I love it. I love that. Yeah. Well, I Mark, love you guys, I really do. You guys, I, I, f- I feel this connection. I really do. And I'm really excited. And I think that you guys are doing an amazing job. The interviews that you guys have done through this reboot, it's been really riveting. It's been interesting. And, you know, actually I reached out to uh, Miles not too long ago. You did. Yeah, just because I had finished producing that and, and editing that and putting it all together. And I just, I had to tell him that it was a fantastic interview. I mean, he brings a lot of realness and compassion and motivation. I mean, I told him, I mean, I'm certainly motivated already. But I mean, he really kind of gets that fire under you going and in such a genuine way. So yeah, I mean, you guys are doing a great thing. And I think, I think a lot of people will benefit from all these different interviews that you guys are doing. We couldn't do it without you. So we are so (laughs) stoked to have you. I'm very stoked to be part of this. It's going to be awesome. All right, guys. Well, you'll hear from Mark again soon. I'm sure maybe we'll talk about the four agreements next. Hey, there you go. Book club. Uh, yes. <laughs> be my neighbor book club actually that's a great idea <laughs> yeah it is. yeah we just we got be my neighbor camp and yeah. be my neighbor book we club. decided Duh. we're starting an adult summer camp called be my neighbor camp yeah uh, i'm in great okay. cool 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 when events are back on <laughs> 2023 <laughs> yes. Thanks, bye guys Mark.